So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with uh Pat Kaloran, aka Nobody Likes You Pat. And we're asking him some questions say about his upcoming album, Amago. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Good, you know, I mean, I've done this a long time and I am just grateful or that people still like to listen to my music. Uh it must be at least halfway decent because people keep listening to it so you know it's it's i'm always really grateful that you know people get excited about stuff coming out and uh yeah you know it's it's a it's it's a nice it's a nice thought that something i something i put into the world has has meaning to people so yeah it's it's appreciated oh yeah well the album's awesome dude immaculate like can't praise it enough it was really really good thank you i appreciate that i'm i'm in the phase right now where i was just actually telling my buddy um i i'm in the phase right now where this album's been done for probably seven months in full and i've been working on it for since like around this time last year if not a little before that and so like i'm in the phase right now where i'm just like Oh, I'm, I'm want to work on the next thing. Like I've been sitting with these songs forever, so it's kind of actually refreshing to hear someone else say, "Like, oh, I really like this. It sounds good." Like, because mm-hmm. to me, I'm just like, my mind's already like, "Okay, great. This album's done. We're putting it out. Nice. We'll promote it. Now, can I write some more stuff?" You know, it's like the yeah. ever the ever evolving artist mentality, I think. But yeah. so I appreciate it. It 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 uh livens my spirits about the. <laughs> Hell yeah! And since no, you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, you said you've been sitting on this for seven months. Has that been seven months? It's completely done, recorded. You have the masters, or is that seven months that it's been completely written? I guess. No. So, I typically, I mean, everyone's process is different, and my process even between songs is can be different. But I would say I started writing slash producing these songs. Or like some, you know, some of the songs around a year ago, mm-hmm. and like it was just you know gathering the right songs. Um, but I think it was the last song got. I think the last song ended up being kind of a surprise uh, one that I wasn't expecting. I think it was in February of this year. I wrote it uh, and worked on it with with a, a producer here in, in Minneapolis. Um, and it was just kind of a last minute thing. And then, yeah, I mean, basically after that, it was, you know, cause I, I had signed to network the le- label that I'm on um, in like January. So I was kind of like itching to just get these masters done. And um, so, yeah, I had my, my friend Jack uh, mix and master it. I, th- I think they got done in March. So yeah, it's basically been done. And then we, you know, network has just been, we've been working together, like rolling out the singles since, I think I think March um I think one came out you know pretty shortly after that but yeah it's 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 just been you know a long process of you know to get the full picture out it's taken a long time because just you know how music is released now Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's so you know you can probably see why I'm just like all right I know these songs we're good you know but you know obviously it's like you got to be uh, you gotta like train yourself to be like it's okay to live in that moment for a while like you don't always have to be like 
showing like, no, I can do better. I can be better. It's like, well, just like appreciate the work that's been done. Mm-hmm. Sit on it. Yeah. Anyway, that's, yes, that's the point, but. So are you yeah. going to, are you still kind of living in this, in this first album moment or have you already kind of moved on your writing for, for the next kind of go around? I am writing for the next one. Um, we've got a few songs done already, uh, like produced out. Um, and then a few other ideas just kind of in limbo, but at the same time, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of trying to take a little bit of a step back because, you know, we've, we've got an album show coming up in the twin cities here that I want to make sure is good. And, um, just like other life stuff going on. And I just want to, you know, I, I feel like for me, an album is about cap. It's like, a, it's like a capturing a moment. It's a, it's a snapshot into like my life and internal experience. And it kind of represents a specific moment in time or a specific storyline. And so I, I don't want to necessarily rush that process this time like it's not that i rushed it with imago it that it just came so quick and naturally like i was like okay i know what these songs are going to be mm-hmm. um i just you know as, as i move forward i want to make sure that i'm like really capturing what i'm trying to say um you know it's i've always said this i've said this in a lot of interviews and podcasts and stuff but i, I see the nobody likes you pat project kind of like a journal or like like an old like home video you'd watch in your vcr it's like you're 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 taking a glimpse into a very specific moment in time um a very specific kind of feeling or message or whatever and so um i think i think it you know it's 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 always like living between the two worlds of albums it's like okay this album is what I've experienced. Now I'm experiencing like a ton of different stuff that I'm going through good or bad. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be expressing that, but you're also still like, you know, wanting people to hear these songs from this other, you know, time clip. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's for me, it's, it may, maybe every artist feels this way. I don't know, but for me, it definitely is like, it can be just like a little disorienting and, you know, always wanting to, push ahead but I, I i think this time i'm trying to take it a little more slow appreciate the album that is make sure it, it gets in people's ears mm-hmm. um while still like being excited about the creative future absolutely so, for sure anyway yeah hell yeah perfect but so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art yeah so well i got the the album title tattoo here oh, nice uh, and that was for the album art because uh, the album art is just my face with that. Uh, but um, yeah, so Imago is like uh, part of an old Latin phrase, Imago Dei, which means the image of God. And so um, within like within particularly Judeo-Christian or like, you know, for myself, it's within Christianity. Um, it means it you know it's like people are created in the image of god we have we have purpose we have meaning we have emotion we're we're creative we're we're made with with you know godlike attributes in us you know knowing you know knowing good and evil things like that and so um 
you know, you can go into it more, but it's, but so I, I basically wanted to write an album that was just kind of writing just like a very human experience mm-hmm. album, mm-hmm. like for my, for me and not, you know, that, that sounds cliche maybe, but like, I, I like to think that when I write my, my songs, I um, maybe approach things a little bit differently than other artists or just how I jump into topics or kind of the, the level of um, detail or depth I maybe go into a certain topic on. I, 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 I feel like I, I do it a little differently. Um, but so I, I wanted to kind of put my spin on just like, what does it look like to write about the human experience in my life during the time I was writing it? Mm-hmm. And during the time I was writing it, I was, you know, it was, you know, I'm, I'm married. I have two kids. I uh, was dealing with, I'm, I'm trying to think of all the songs in there. Uh, like there was a lot of things going on, some like a lot of mental health stuff, uh, a lot of kind of substance overuse type stuff, a lot of processing therapy related things like like things from growing up that I had never really like processed or dealt with and so and at the time I was I was mostly just kind of writing through the the little you know clips of what that is and then trying to tie it to a bigger picture mm-hmm. um you know like for example I'm trying to think of <clears throat> trying to think of a good example of a song like you know, this isn't out till the album's up. The the last song on the record is called "I Don't Know What I'm Doing," and it's you know it's just a little nice acoustic cut. It's it's nothing crazy, but it's it each verse kind of dives into this like very specific little picture, the snapshot of of some little detail of life, and then it's kind of bringing it back to this refrain of like I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it with you, and that could apply to you know. I, I kind of thought of it in multiple ways. Like I thought of that of applying it to my relationship with my wife, like, you know, or I thought of about it, applying it to like my relationship with God or like whatever. And so my, I think my mission generally with a lot of my songs is take a specific topic, really rip it open <laughs> and then take the pieces and tie it to like some sort of bigger message or bigger picture that I'm trying to get out there. Um, or that I think is important to say, um, as opposed to just leaving it with the pieces, like, I feel like that doesn't accomplish as much. Like if you're just like, if you just kind of tell this little story and then you leave it hanging, it's kind of like people are like, well, what do I do with all this? As opposed to like, okay, we've torn this open. Here's the guts of the thing. Now we're going to like show why this, why this little event or this specific thing that happened, how this ties to like a bigger reality. So I think that was that was kind of the purpose of the the record um, and just this project in general. But I I knew going into this project I wanted my first album to be Imago and just kind of set the tone of what's what's coming and yeah. All right. Wow. Nice. That's really sick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, what song off this album took longest to write, and which one is your personal favorite? Longest to write. Um let's see i'm thinking through all the songs in the album uh well i don't know if this counts but used to love girls 
I originally wrote like five or six years ago. I'll count it. Um, it was for like a previous solo project, and I I never thought of it again. And then all of a sudden, when I was writing this album, it popped into mind, and I just thought, I think I need to like revisit this one and redo it. And so, technically, the song itself is exactly the same, but the production is is very different, mm-hmm. and just like the performance is very different. So, it's not technically the longest write, but it's longest from initial version to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then personal favorite um probably it kind of varies it's it's changed over the process i think midwest blues is one that's i think just very reflective of what i do and my type of storytelling and vibe um so i i really like that one i've liked that since i wrote it um I've kind of become there's there's one that actually comes out pretty soon here as as the kind of last single before the record that's called Babylon, and it was like literally off the cuff like me and my friend Jack came to a studio and I didn't even have lyrics I didn't have a song written I just sat down and like started you know throwing down drums and guitars and just like let's just see what this becomes and then you know I wrote a song to the track and I I don't know I've kind of been liking that vibe and I I, I would say like the stuff I've been writing since then has been more in that kind of like ultra organic, but like, or just like more like, I don't know, like more earthy Mm -hmm. raw vibe. Um, And so, yeah, that, that one, that one's kind of, that one's kind of crept up on me. Like at first I was like, Oh, nice. Like this seems like it rounds out the album. And now like, what if I'm, if I'm ever listening to the album, I'm kind of like, Oh yeah, let's put that one on. Like, that's a good vibe. Hell yeah. You know, I don't know. I, yeah, you know, it changes. Uh, depend, depends on what, what I'm looking for, but yeah. So you mentioned that the, the song that took the longest to write was originally meant for a different solo project. And now I know you've put the band kind of on the back burner at this point, did, but did you always kind of have a solo project alongside of what you were doing with Milk? No. No? Um, no. Uh, I when I was first in Nashville, I, I had a couple solo projects, but like the one I was doing in Nashville is just my name, Pat Corn. And I put out like two EPs or something, maybe three. I don't remember. Um, no, it was two. One, and, but one of the EPs came out like after Milk had already started. So like the solo project became okay. put like on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, yeah, when, when Milk was going to act, was active like it was that that was my focus heavy um and then you know it was just kind of like you know i i feel like we kind of reached we 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 got like really close to like breaking through and we had a lot of you know we had kind of the internet vibe going on which was fun but it's like it just never fully translated or it never like fully broke through to like a lot more people listening or you know the shows were fine um they were never like there you know there was obviously some big bigger ones but yeah it it i think i think there was so many factors and co- then covid hit around the time too and it was like it just kind of was like a whirlwind of effects where it was just like oh well maybe maybe we all have other focuses yeah fair enough like there was just a lot going on for everyone at the time and so yeah it's kind of it's it's yeah it 
there was never another project, but it was, it was, yeah, it was kind of once I realized, like, I kind of felt that feeling of like, oh, I'm not sure what's gonna, what's next with this, that I was like, I just, I want to get some of my, some individual thoughts out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I, you know, it was like November, 2020, I put out the first Nobody Likes You Pat single. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that within the first few months was able to kind of start catching some attention with streaming and labels and stuff. And so I think I was, that I kind of like kind of gave me some clarity of just like, okay, I, I maybe I need to just swing focus to here for now mm-hmm. and, and kind of, you know, and since then, obviously there's been a lot of, a lot of growth and, you know um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's just weird how that stuff works. Like Definitely. you, you don't know, you can never like, you can never like, plan at anything and this industry is just so like it just can chew you up and spit you out and uh you know both i mean both on the both on the fan side and on the industry side like you just never know what's gonna happen and so it it you know you have to i think you have to kind of play it loose and just be like i'm just gonna make my stuff i'm gonna try to I'm going to hope that people resonate with it. And like, I feel like getting too concerned beyond that was almost just a waste of your emotion a lot Definitely. of the time. Yeah. 100% so. agree. Uh, so how did the track list for this album come about? Did you write the opener to be the opener, closer to be the closer, just kind of shuffle around to see what fits? What was that process like for you? It was definitely just shuffle around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. it was just, I like, you know, the only song I knew was going to be the closer was the one that's the closer. Other than that, it was just like, like throw stuff around and, yeah. you know, make sure the, the, the feeling of the flow felt right for the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Roughly like how long did that take? And when did you know that it was like set? Oh, I mean, that's honestly one of my, like one of my unknown, my, my secret skills, skill sets is a track list. Uh, oh. I, I just I think I'm really good at making a good track list. Uh, I I think I think I'm really good at making a good playlist uh, or like a set list. I just I I feel confident in my ability to like curate the roller coaster mm-hmm. uh, of feeling throughout a system of of songs, and so I think that's one thing that yeah when I sat down to do that I was just like all right clearly this goes here yep, 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 yep. i'll put <laughs> yeah. the puzzle piece together i, I might have switched like one around at one point after that but it was yeah it was, i've i've always kind of enjoyed that process of sitting down and being like yes this is how people are going to hear this like so fair enough Love it. um so could you tell us a little bit about where your headspace is at while you're writing the album uh yeah i mean i think i touched on it a little bit bef- before as well but yeah it was just it was I think that particular the the Imago album is is kind of an album of healing and um, growth, I guess, um, and kind of almost more just like nostalgia. A lot of it's looking back at like growing up and some poor relationships I had with with parents or family or whatever mm-hmm. um a lot of it's i mean it kind of touches on different topics obviously throughout but it 
a lot of it's dealing with like lifelong issues that I've had or have um, and kind of, and just looking back on stuff and then real and kind of bringing things to now and being like, you know, this, this was, you know, like maybe money, the first track, like that's honestly, I'll be honest. Uh, and I probably shouldn't say this right before putting an album out, but I wish I had, and I, I no no disrespect if either of the writers that I worked with on these tracks hear it. Uh-oh. I wish I didn't have the first two tracks on the album. They're great songs, mm-hmm. but they're too poppy for where my head is at now. Absolutely. Um, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. This album uh, opened up. I was like, this is going to be a pop album. And I'm right. here for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then it yeah. just like shifted into like this kind of still pop, but not like traditional like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, you know, I, I still think it works cohesively, but I think just like my gut feeling is like, man, I wish, I wish these songs were a little different yeah. or whatever. Um, you know, I obviously also appreciate variety within an album, but you know, and so, but anyway, no disrespect, good songs. <laughs> they're there. People like them. It's great. Uh, <laughs> but it's, yeah. So what was I saying? Yeah. Like the first track, maybe money, like, you know, that's just talking about like, you know, how how, you know i've used music or my career to to seek after like security in in money or in acclaim or whatever and it's like that stuff is it's not doesn't add up you know Mm -hmm. um so i think just in general that's kind of the process of the album is just like processing lifelong thing like like issues or traumas or struggles um and then also just like looking back at things uh and kind of again i i I think the 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 the, what's the word the climax there's two climaxes in the record in the kind of narrative of the record there's one climax in the song letters from god um where in the bridge it says um sometimes simple truths are the ones you need to know i'll never let you go and then it just goes in this big strings and Mm -hmm. that like the point of that i've been really getting back my i'm 30 now i've been getting back into my in my life just to a point of like simplicity is really important as you know and um and just like there's so much chaos in the music industry and in the Mm -hmm. social media and the world and like just like there's there's so much we chase after that's just pointless and empty and like only actually like we think it's going to help us but it really just like destroys us internally and so you know that album that that song you know i mean the name says it all letters from god but it's it's a song of love for someone a broke you know broken person you know aka all of us and um you know, so that that part is kind of a, a musical and, and message climax of like, you know, lo- love is like there there is love for you if you'll if you'll take it. And um, and then also the second climax is, is on the second to last track. Love became a wasteland, uh, which dives into a ton of shit I've watched people around me do. And that is the opposite of love. And then like the bridge of that again is is a climax it's where it's uh what's the lyric uh i don't know if i can remember uh my brain is tired um 
anyway, the, those two points in the record are kind of like they both they really just take on the topic of like uh like they bring the all these little stories and these traumas and heartbreaks and battles and fights into like like love is the answer um which sounds cliche but again sometimes simple truths are the ones you need to know it's like like i think we try to over sometimes we try to over philosophize we try to like make things like way more heady like it's like watching an art film like a like i love that stuff but like again sometimes like i said before it's like taking all these pieces throwing them up on the floor and then being like yeah just figure it out and it's like well sure but like there's you know again i really think there's importance and simplicity and like simple beauty simple truth simple like love like even love gets complicated like uh, or like the way we treat love as this you know love is not just romance love is not just hollywood you know rom-com like love is not just passion like love is like a simple commitment love is like a promise and so like i think the whole album is just kind of touching like going through all these details and these you know the specifics and then getting back to like there's a simple answer here mm. um i don't remember even what the original question was but it's based. that's my that's my answer good job <laughs> so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time should they play it in the car with friends dark with headphones on should they blast at a party work out to it what do you personally recommend oh i don't know uh <laughs> i i'd say i'd say it's a good a good first listen is yeah pop your headphones in mm-hmm top to bottom give it a listen down or in your or whatever be take it in alone one time mm-hmm. like because and then you know what later on you can split it off you can take the poppy tracks you can take them to the party or workout and then you can take all the the acoustic tracks and take them under your under your sheets at night to cry there but yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah i i feel like i i the way I write albums is I, I like people to hear them at least once full through, like, cause I, I do curate them to be a full listen. So mm-hmm. I give it the full run through pick, you know, either, either enjoy it that way. Or then if those are your favorites, pick them and, and use them how you want uh, for, for whatever moment suits them. But yeah. Sounds Perfect. good. Um, so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. I get this question and I never know what to say. <laughs> uh, but thankfully I've got this question before. So now I have answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuzzy. Uh, nah, we forgot. Uh, I guess like transparent or mm-hmm. honest could be another word and uh i don't know i already talked about kind of the journal home movie thing but if i i don't know i guess sweet like i think it's sweet mm-hmm. there's a lot of sweetness in it i think mm-hmm. i think i've come to accept my sweetness i used to try to be like edgy like, yeah i gotta be edgy yeah but i'm just like no like i just want to write sweet stuff like i don't know mm-hmm. so. that's good Perfect. Right. we need more sweet music in the world everybody's trying to be edgy so Thank you. Yeah, you know, just because you've been listening to a lot of metalcore lately, Glory. Okay, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> so is there a 
a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Um, I would say as a whole, probably hope, hopefulness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's meant to kind of take you on a wave of just thinking, thinking through stuff and maybe relating to stuff that listeners have, you know, they've been through themselves and they can kind of commiserate with the, the pain and the struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I think the cli- the climactic points of this album are really like hopeful. And I think, again, it, it, it really goes back to that thought of taking the small details and tying them to bigger picture, a more important message. And so, um, yeah, I, I think if people walk away feeling inspired and hopeful and a little bit of a uh, little bit of, you know, peacefulness, that would be good. Absolutely. Um, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? Um, I don't know. It was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think like specifically regarding making the music or just anything during the time, the creative time, anything during the creative time. <sighs> Let's see. So this would have been like August of last year to March of this year. Uh, I'm really trying to think I'm thinking through the songs. Um, I, I don't know if this is my favorite Mm -hmm. because I, I really don't know. Um, I'll have a better, I'll have better answers for the next album because me and Jack have been working on it and we've already said like there should be someone filming this whole thing just because the the current I'm getting off topic but the the new like the new stuff I've been working on like is like in my opinion it's like heading down just a very like beautiful and like serious and like uh uh, very like mature route Mm-hmm. But the process of creating it has been anything but. It's been just lots of lots of farting, lots of <laughs> really dumb, like just like cussing out the mic ad libs. Like mm-hmm. anyway, so I'll have better answers for that. But uh, I one memory, I, one specific memory I have about this current record is uh, again that song, um, "Letters from God." Ironically, uh, I was sitting. So we we go we belong to a church here in St. Paul. It's an old 1800s building, so like the stained glass, the you know, the pipe organ, like all that stuff. So it's like really like aesthetically pleasing, you know. And so I was sitting in there, you know, I probably should have been listening to whatever was being talked about and I was zoned out and I like had an idea for song. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in like the front row there or whatever in the pew and I started writing that song like the I think I wrote at least a verse and a chorus just sitting there um I think I finished it at home while I was working out later or something but I I just thought I don't know if, I don't know if that answers like my favorite moment but it, it was it was like a memorable moment of like this irony of like you know what that song's about and like the message behind it and here I am you know sitting in a space that really kind of like at least for me, like embodies that feeling or maybe maybe for some people alienates that feeling because I know a lot of people have like hurt feelings around like churches and 
um it's which we touched we, we did a little video for it just like a little teaser video and uh i, I kind of we kind of subtly touch on that in the video where it, it cuts between like there's lots of quick cuts between um this like big massive cathedral that's in downtown saint paul and then it cuts between like a really rough part of town mm-hmm. where my friend who was videoing it grew up and um it's kind of you know symbolizing like you know people you know a, a building a building is not your answer like like for i mean this is coming from my perspective of, of faith like god doesn't belong god isn't just in a building like he's found in in the rough streets he's found in the he's found in the uh you know in in the in the struggle and the pain like it's not like just oh prim and proper i'm going into the cathedral like mm-hmm. so it was kind of this tying together of those thoughts of like you know um like of you know a god that is truly for broken people not not for people who are quote-unquote religious like Mm -hmm. it's a it's it's a love that is for those who are in need and hurting and in pain like and that i mean that's 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 the historical christian message and unfortunately in 2022 america a lot of times it gets very twisted into something that it's not intended to be yeah that's a whole other topic which we won't go into um anyway that that didn't answer your question again but i get i as you know from before i get on thought tangents and i head down them because they're more interesting than probably what i would have said otherwise so that's fair enough exactly and this is the place to do it because it's a podcast you're a guest talk away yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so for this question i want you to picture you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop you're going in what is your snack of choice I don't know. I've been eating healthy uh, for a while. Um, let's see. If I was going to get a snack, now mm-hmm. I'm I'm mostly a vegetarian these okay. days, at least at home. But if I'm out and about, I'm not always, just because <laughs> sometimes it's hard to do. Yeah. So I'd I'd maybe grab some sort of like jerky or meat stick just for some protein. Mm-hmm. um or if i wasn't feeling that if i wanted something still a little c- carb friendly but uh not too unhealthy i'd maybe grab a little bag of those like pea pod crisps oh those, those are, are good. so good oh, very low price but so good yeah mm-hmm. those are a staple in in our home um the co- you know costco has the bags that are about you know this yay big oh, yeah. yeah um and then let's see if I, I honestly, I usually just grab a drink. I'll grab like some sparkling water or, uh, what did I get? Uh, I was just at a guest. We were we were traveling this weekend. Um, I don't know. I I kind of just look for like a sugar free, some sort of titillating water mm-hmm. thing, or like, or like even like if I'm feeling really sassy, I'll get like an energy drink that has no sugar in it and like. <laughs> you know you know but i don't know i it's it's hard to shop at the gas station when you're when you're you know watching the cows a little bit so yeah yeah fair but, enough you know i try to find i try to find something solid something something that will give me at least a little sustenance and exactly. that's good I'm glad yeah. you're not taking a gamble on that uh gas station fruit i'd be a little worried about you if you were 
I've done it before. Uh, not not always the best decision. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on the topic of food, if your project was a dish, what dish would it be and why? What? Uh, <laughs> it was a dish. I wish we uh, got uh, reactions like that to that question right. more often. Usually people are like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> No, you tell us fucking weird. Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to think of so I've kind of you know I'm trying to think of something that feels like home, homey, mm-hmm. and like okay. Uh, this isn't a specific dish, so I'm kind of avoiding the question. But um, think of whatever your whatever. Think pretend you're. Hmm, seven years old and your favorite comfort food that your mom or dad or guardian or whoever would make or give you i, I want it to have that feeling where it's like ooh, th- maybe this is good for me maybe it kind of hurts me my body i don't know but it makes me feel nice and safe and warm and nostalgic so I'm 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 slightly dodging the question, but mm-hmm. that's my answer. That's my answer. We'll take it. Exactly. That's fair. Right. That's fair. Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually gonna shift away from music if that's okay with you. Yep. Great. So Please. if you become <laughs> fuck music. Exactly, right? Dude, Jesus. You should see my you should hear my conversations anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you could become one animal for the rest of your life, which animal would you be and why? uh sand a sandpiper bird uh they live on the beach mm-hmm. they just eat little bugs out of the sand and they're really cute oh good answer. and why just because they're cute i don't know they're just cute and they get to be on the beach yeah and they yeah. just run away from water and then they go in the water and they eat bugs it's great good sounds answer. like a great life yeah it's yeah. kind of what i already do so yeah Fair enough <laughs> So for this last question, boom, you're on a deserted island. You can bring one person, one movie, and one album. Who and what are you bringing? I guess I got to see my wife. I guess. Yeah. A wife. <laughs> I feel bad to leave my kids. Uh, one person, one movie, you mm-hmm. said? Mm-hmm. And one album. Uh, I'll take... I'll take the lord of the rings that'll last you forever if i can take the trilogy i would but if it's just one of them maybe Mm. uh maybe the two towers that's a good one book i mean okay (laughs) call me cliche Mm -hmm. but we already know i'm gonna have to bring my bible okay uh you know we've already discussed what i'm about and Mm -hmm. so if it's if it's not if I'm not given that obvious answer if, if it's another book believe it or not my favorite book of all time that's like a you know uh, a fiction or a, or like a, a read that's not like a religious text mm-hmm. uh, is the old man in the sea by Ernest Hemingway um, mm-hmm. classic book I read it when I was a kid I read it uh, I read it. Um, on the train from London to Paris one time, which was a very nice experience. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So if if I'm if I'm nixing my faith based 
reading choices. I, I might bring the old man in the sea. It's just a short classic, but a man dying from a fish, you know? Yeah. What else what else do you want? Yeah. Right, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And an album. Album. Oh, album? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does book? No, uh, I don't know where you got book, but hey man, I mean I'm cool It used with it. to be book though, so we just let yeah. you go with it. It used to be book oh, okay. instead of movie until people started saying, I don't really read. So. Okay. Yeah, we were asking okay. musicians well, their apologies. favorite book. My mind, my mind went to book. Yeah. Um, album. You know what? Uh, okay, I could go way too much on this, and I've already taken up too much of your time. So, um, currently, one of my favorite albums of the last couple of years has been uh, Porter Robinson's Nurture album. Mm-hmm. I just think that's great. It's beautiful, electronic, organic, super sweet, hopeful uh i could get behind that i could listen to that i could listen to that for a long time mm-hmm. that's good yeah. yeah i got um, to see a little bit of porter robinson live immaculate mm-hmm. great i i'm pissed because he was here mm-hmm. and i didn't know until the day of and then i, I yeah I, I wish i had gone that Damn. hurts so yeah, next time yes next time next time mm-hmm. um so as Gloria said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug no, uh, <clears throat> my album comes out November 11th on Network Music Group. And uh, yeah, I'm just glad that people listen. Um, I really appreciate, I just, yeah, it, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I just really appreciate that my music has any meaning to people. All the little, all the, you know, comments, YouTube, Instagram, DMs whatever wherever they're from i just i always appreciate it when someone's like i i don't know how i found this but i found it and now you're my favorite artist or this song means so much to me or this stuff is so beautiful why don't more people know but like it's just it's encouraging i appreciate it um and i hope to keep making music and that affects people and brings meaning to people and uh yeah i've I hope to do that for the rest of my life. So, or at least a while. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you for now. This, this has been, na- I'm just going to say that over. Yes. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been uh, nobody likes you, Pat. And we have been the good noise podcast. <laughs>